It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I am Nell Calls, nutrition educator and today's co-host of Dishing Up Nutrition. Our topic today is making a commitment to your health. I know this topic well and can speak to it from very personal experience. Eight years ago, I decided it was time to lose weight, and I had a lot of weight to lose. I had made that decision many times before, but I never had the right plan for my body. And frankly, I could not make the commitment because my body wasn't balanced. Right. I would try a diet for a few days, get so hungry, shaky, anxious, hangry, as they call hangry. it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, like a bear. Yeah. I, I'm so many people. Oh, could my gosh. Relate to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would eat often and even binge. I had to have carbs and more carbs, muffins, cookies, candy, French fries, chips. Friday night was our pizza night, pizza and a Coke. (laughs) Right. It was very ritualized every Friday (laughs) night. So whatever I could get my hands on was in my mouth. Right. Um, I always tell the story to my students of going to Menards and secretly buying uh, packets of M&Ms. And remember, you know, the peanuts, the chocolate covered peanuts and eating them in the... In the parking lot, I was I was in bad 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 straits, and then I made an appointment at Nutritional Weight and Wellness with Cara Carper, who became my nutritionist, and my life really did change. Oh, that's great! Yeah, today I weigh ninety pounds less. That's amazing. Yes, and the maintenance is is what I'm working on right now. And how long ago was that? I was eight years ago that I started that journey. Pounds. I know ninety pounds, and it took me. About two years to lose that 90. Right. And I've been maintaining ever since, give or take, right? Which is the way you should do it. Yeah, exactly. So it's it feels good. It feels healthy. Yeah. I'm down five clothes sizes. Wow. So I, went, I started at a size 20 and now I'm at a size 10. Amazing. Yeah. And I do love shopping. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen my Nordstrom bill, it's quite high um, in the <laughs> spring and fall <laughs> because it does feel great, right? Yeah, right. No longer having aches and pains, having that extra weight off. So I want to tell you more about my story today. But we yeah. also have that other voice, Leah Wetzel, joining us as our co-host, who is a nutritionist at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. She has her own story. Leah, welcome to Dishing yeah. Up Nutrition. And tell us why you're so committed to weight and wellness eating plan and your health. Right. You know, I have shared this story many times, but I think it's important, you know, to continue to remind people of why we make these commitments to eating healthy. Um, I've shared on the show and I often share my story too when I do lunch and learns for corporate settings when I teach. Um, but for me, I changed my nutrition about 14 years ago now and I was able to lose 50 pounds. It took me about a year awesome. to do that. Yeah. It took me a while to do that. I was my also, same pace. Yes, yeah. Right. yeah. And it was before I knew of nutritional weight and wellness. So I was kind of floundering and yeah. It took me a while to kind of find my groove and find out really what real food was. Yes. Um, cause I, you know, I didn't grow up 
on real food. Neither um, did I. <laughs> but really wasn't, you know, losing the weight was a great payoff. But, it, you know, it was one of the benefits that I received by changing my diet. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, you had a major health problem. I did. I did. I actually did a couple, but um, kind of the day in and day out, the most debilitating was my chronic asthma. It was very serious. Oh, yeah. um, and at points was classified as uncontrolled because I really? was on lots of different types of steroids and different types of inhalers and nothing was seeming to manage my asthma. So um, I was using my rescue inhalers daily um, wow. and it was escalating. It was getting getting worse instead of better <laughs> throughout yeah. the years. So yeah. it was concerning to me. Um, but, you know, and I had people along the way tell me you know that I should cut out sugar out of my diet um and you know and I didn't really think it would hurt to stop to drink soft drinks or um that stopping I love cereal Mm -hmm. yeah tell me about (laughs) it cereal and we're not talking the half cup serving that they recommend on the package I was two three four cups that was me (laughs) Right. right yeah and I could do that for you know, multiple meals in the yeah. day, for sure. Uh, you know, stopping gummy bears, candy. Oh, I love sweet rolls or uh-huh. cinnamon rolls. I love them. Um, and doing so, you know, my breathing had gotten better. And I lost a few pounds, but really, you know, didn't really have the commitment of why this is important for me. Yeah. Um, as I had shared, is you know, I didn't really grow up in a house that this was an important... I um, think a lot of people can relate to that. Right, right. But as life would have it, you applied for a job at Nutritional I Weight and did. Wellness, which I just learned. I just <laughs> jogged my memory as a graphic artist. Yeah, right. That's how I started. Making all of our lovely materials, right? I, right? All the Nutrition for Weight Loss materials. Yeah. I helped Dar and, you know, the group put together all of that stuff, yeah. the graphics for that's, that initially. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I know. Long time ago. I've been working here now for... Um, nine years. Yeah. Nine years. Nine. So that was right around the time I started my journey. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, another time when I first started, I would sit in on some of the classes that were offered at Nutritional Weight and Wellness and started to really learn about the food causes of inflammation and what foods really were important to help to reduce that inflammation. Imagine foods that create inflammation. Yeah, it was a whole new concept for me. Yeah, and that fire burning all the time. And my guess is what you learned is that candy, cookies, sweet rolls, cereal juice was increasing your inflammation and meat, vegetables, and healthy fats such as avocado were reducing (laughs) inflammation. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, from that experience, you know, really um, fueled my interest in to find out what are very specific things for me that were fueling my inflammation. Um, So I got really serious and I decided to make an appointment with Dar at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. um, And she really helped me. Yeah. Get on a good path. Right. So did she make other recommendations, Leah? She did. You know, beyond what we've been talking about by reducing my high sugar foods like, you know, the cereals and breads and pastas of things you wouldn't quite think are high in sugar. But right. I realize now that are. Yeah. Um, she suggested for me to look at stopping drinking, uh, basically looking at the dairy in my diet. So to stop drinking milk, cheese, yogurt, and 
Another thing was gluten. So uh, to stay away from pasta, pizza, breads, and cookies. And she said, at least give it a good six weeks trial and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to lose? So how did it go and how did you feel? Well, it was really kind of remarkable for me. Um, you know, within even, I would say a few days, I noticed differences with my breathing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Which was pretty remarkable. Um, as yeah, I'd been on this journey of health and wellness for a while, um, and nothing seemed to touch my asthma. I still was having lots of issues with my asthma. And I would say now, so that was about eight, nine years ago. Yeah. And today, I don't take any medications at all for my asthma. I have no inhalers that I need to use, which I was using daily. Um, And I'm really committed to my diet because of what a powerful influence that had on getting rid or reducing my asthma symptoms. And I'm really committed to eating my meat, my vegetables, and my good healthy fats. Yeah, I when you, your breakfast this morning was an oh, inspiration. Yeah, I was breakfast in the, <laughs> in the break room. But it was cauliflower, sweet potatoes, what a little our, mayo, some turkey. Yeah, I was like, that's a good bre- yeah. that's a breakfast of champions right, right there. Right, yeah, our turkey breakfast sausage recipe, which I think is on yeah, our I'm going to make some when I get home. <laughs> you know, I influenced you. To, yeah, right. Yeah, and so all of these years you know so now i've been here for nine years and you know kept the 50 pounds off yeah nice and um the asthma you know the biggest thing for me no asthma is really the best thing i've ever done for my health yeah absolutely there are many reasons to change your nutrition to change your life and some people make a commitment to eat healthy for their families especially their children. Right. Um, we've got someone who's done just that today. Joining us is Teresa Wagner, who changed her family's nutrition yes. before anyone got sick, which is, uh, I, I changed my nutrition when my kid was about five, and it's it's challenging to undo some right. of that yes, uh, Cheerios for breakfast. I so know. T- <laughs> right. Catch Ter- them while they're young. Exactly. <laughs> Teresa is a registered dietitian at Nutritional Weight and Wellness and sees clients in our St. Paul office. Teresa, as a young mother, what helped you to make a decision to feed your family healthy? Well, first of all, thank you for describing me as a young mother. Yes. <laughs> I think what describes me a little bit better is a mother of young children. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. She looks awesome. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> well, thank you. But what I try to do is I try to cook and make real food for my family. Yeah, great. I'm certainly not perfect, and neither are my children. But I know that, according to Dr. David Ludwig at Boston Children's Hospital, today, 9% of children have asthma. Wow. 3 million children have diabetes. 10% of children have learning problems. One out of three children struggle with weight problems. And there are so many teens that struggle with anxiety and depression. My goal as a mother is to give my kids the best start I can in life. Right. I think that's so important. It is. And it's difficult. It's very difficult. So uh, this is a great topic for today. And we're going to run into our first break here. But we'll definitely continue on after break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Our nutrition topic today is how making a commitment to your health can help you remain disease-free as you age. If you have made this commitment to your health, please call in and share. Our number is 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
I'm not sure how many listeners realize Dishing Up Nutrition has been on the air for 11 wow, years. Isn't that amazing? It yes. is amazing. Yes. It's 11. going on 12 years this fall. That's great. Um, I personally have listened to every episode. When I started uh, uh, my journey, I yeah. listened to all the back podcasts. Oh. I, it was like a, it was a self-education. That's yeah. <laughs> a great motivator, too, oh, you know, yes. to keep yourself on track. And some of those early shows are priceless. Yeah. They talk about a lot of awesome topics. Right, right. So our goal has always been to provide you with nutrition information and suggestions that are life-changing, and we really mean life-changing. We try to provide a lot of thought-provoking information in a way that you can use it and apply it to your life. We pride ourselves in having good communication skills, and we understand making changes in food habits can be difficult, yeah. yet very well worth it. Right. I can speak to that personally. Yeah, we all can. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we can. At first, I was a listener. That's true. Yeah. And then I started to make changes. I started working with Kara, my nutritionist, and uh, took classes. And if there's anybody out there thinking, oh, I, I really want to do that, but I just am not sure. Taking that leap of faith yeah. was seriously life-changing, as you all know. Right. And so you started as a, li- like, that's how you started initially? Yes, is- accidentally. Are you- how did you Accidentally, start- because I would avoid this show like the plague, because I knew Dar in the early days. Yep. She was, and I, I, I mean, that was the early days when we were on at a later time yep. slot. Um, I'd be out running my Saturday morning errands and I would, oh, this is kind of an interesting show. And then she'd start talking about giving up pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and I, she was telling me the things that I didn't want to hear. I wasn't right. ready to hear them. Right. But then when I was ready, I wrote down the number and called and right. got hooked up with Cara. Because at the time I was struggling not only with weight, but anxiety and insomnia. And Cara is an expert on oh, anxiety is. and insomnia. She is great with those two. Yep. So now I'm pleased to say that I'm so much healthier today. I'm so glad. I made that call on right. that Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's hard, isn't it? To, it's to very hard. make that phone call. And we have our receptionists that answered the phone are not like just a receptionist, right? They right. are so compassionate and they know where people, yep. they meet people They're where very, they are. They're very, very helpful. Yes. So I feel younger and smarter. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I care more. I have more fun. I think this had a serious impact on my career. Oh, that's being great. having more energy yeah. to you know go forward and right. and take more challenging roles. Right. And I appreciate and respect the people around me. So overall, life is great. What I put in my mouth does make a difference. It does definitely. So when we before break, we were talking, Teresa, about just having young kids and yeah. trying to, you know, navigate eating healthy and, and setting that example. Right. Yes. And it is. It's a difficult example to set because really, I feel like in out in society and just just with your friends in general or with other people, you just are constantly faced with this with this ongoing onslaught of sugary foods and beverages there's food at the bookstore everywhere (laughs) everywhere and and advertising towards kids as fun and you know they see other kids doing it and right right why can't i everybody else is doing it right 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 you know and at my house um 
we made a commitment when we moved into our new house we got rid of our TV wow um, wow wow yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes because you know again as another influence is all the commercials that are advertised towards kids and it was it was a healthy thing for not only my child but for me yeah. and my husband yeah because um, it allows me then to focus more on what I, my passion is which you know we all share is um, nutrition so it allows me I find myself more focused and motivated around reading nutrition research yeah. and keeping up to date because there's a lot oh, you know, lot. of information to keep up with. Um, you know, it sounds really silly, um, but it made a big difference for me. I would imagine you're very productive. Yeah, without the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Not a lot of binge watching happening Not at your house. Not anymore, right. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, you know, and two... Um, it, com- it also goes into my commitment for choosing eating healthy foods over junk foods. You know, you know, I had enough definitely junk foods as a child. And, you know, what did that get me mm-hmm. really uh, in the long run? I think it probably unfortunately set me up for autoimmune disease. You know, that's what asthma is, is an autoimmune. Um, and uh, early on in my adult life, gaining 50 pounds, I gained that 50 pounds in like six months. It was oh, very rapid. Comes on so fast, right? Yes. Much it longer to leave. Right on, right? Yep. <laughs> um, and so what does research tell us? Really, study after research study says that people following a healthy diet and lifestyle have fewer diseases. Yep. Researchers also found when families eat less processed carbs and sugar, the children have better immune function and less asthma. Right. right. When families eat less processed carbs and sugar, especially when kids stay away from soda and juice, they have less obesity. In fact, a study reported in Harvard School of Public Health found the number one cause of obesity in children is soda. So I don't have any soda in my house. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. We also don't have juice because a big glass of juice, or soda for that matter, contains 12 teaspoons of sugar. Isn't that amazing? Both. You yeah. Know, they're kind of on par equal. Yep. Yeah. You think you might be doing better with juice, but you're not. not. No. Right? No. My kids don't need to drink liquid candy, and that's exactly what yeah. I think juice and soda are. It's liquid right. candy. And then I also think of it like coating their teeth with sugar. Oh, I mean, just, yeah. It's just not a good image. Not right. a good image. So, Teresa, it sounds like both you and Leah have made the commitment to eat healthy and feed your kids health, right. healthy foods. Uh, that's a refreshing thought. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And I see a lot of parents ready to make that commitment to healthy eating. But they may not know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. So a couple of weeks ago, I taught a mini nutrition class for a mom's group I belong oh, to. Fun. Oh, yeah, that's it was, awesome. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun, and there was a ton of questions. Yeah, and so what kind of questions were the parents asking you? Well, you know, my class was really more focused on nutrition for moms. But okay. I bet that they would be surprised that, um, that we, you know, being nutritionists, yeah. that we don't necessarily think that rice cereal is a great starting food right. for children. Um, especially babies, of course. Right. Um, it's too processed and it's too much sugar in it. It breaks down. It's so easily broken down into sugar and it's also sweet tasting. And yeah. so you're setting up these babies to want that sweet right, right. away, right mm-hmm. off the bat. Exactly. And, you know, as we talk about in a lot of our classes, um, that, you know, the babies don't really have the ability to, to digest grains well until they're at least 12 months. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of doctors are recommending these as start foods. Right. Which and, is, but, they, but they can start digesting meat, what is it, six months yeah, or something? Right. And I remember my brother, 
whoa, he's he's like the he's a Adonis, right? He's the healthiest of us all. (laughs) And he was breastfed for an extended period of time. And we moved to Germany when he was like two months old. And my mom would take those healthy bratwurst yeah, you know it was the yeah. early 70s she would feed him bratwurst at like four or five months and oh, he wow. so he had a completely different kind of Pace. start and a state yep. exactly he was eating yep. meat very very early right. and yeah. he's he's you know he's he's able to maintain weight and That's things that excellent. we are challenged the other members of the family are challenged to do right yeah. right right yeah and and with Oliver you know what I did as far as start foods I would do avocado egg Uh, yolk Um, yeah like proteins were one of the first introductions that we did and he loves them and he's a good eater today he's a really good eater that's great I wish I wish I had known that for my son as I said he was five when I I found Cara and Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and I bet you didn't feed Oliver Cheerios as a snack while shopping either. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so what do you take for a treat on a shopping trip or car ride? You what know, do you do? for me, I my my youngest, my third child, who I started on actually on ground beef, grass-fed ground beef oh, wow. and avocado. Um, she is my best eater. And I think it's because that's how I started her where with the other ones, I didn't, I didn't know this information at the time right. with my two older ones. Right. And I really think it's made a difference in her that she is more willing to try foods mm-hmm. that it isn't, mm-hmm. you know, that sweet isn't necessarily her first go-to. Mm-hmm. Right. But one thing she does like that is kind of sweet is frozen peas. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she yeah. really likes frozen Oliver peas. I love frozen peas. Yeah, yeah. Like eating them frozen yeah. Yeah, as a little yeah. snack. Right. Yeah. Cute. That's, that's so really cute. Great. Yeah. And they're full of nutrients. And they don't create sugar cravings. Right. That's great. I try to look for every opportunity to get real food or to feed my kids real food. That's excellent. Yeah. And as you both know, um, as working moms, our families run better if the kids stay healthy and we don't have to stay home with from work with sick children. Exactly. exactly. You know, I would much prefer to save those days, those time off days for a vacation. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah I that's great. You. Well, guess what, ladies? It's break time again. Flies by. I know. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here in the studio with Teresa Wagner, registered and licensed dietitian, and our very special guest, Nell Calls, who is a nutrition educator, a mom, and a student completing her MBA. Yeah. I just started my first class. I got to go home and read and write a paper. (laughs) And works full time, right? Right. Yes. Yes. And most of all, she plans and prepares her foods each week so she has energy to live her life to the fullest. For questions for us today, give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. As you know, we take our nutrition seriously. We understand people have gotten confusing messages about what is good to eat. Should I eat low fat or are eggs bad for me? Right. I tell people how many eggs I eat and they're... They give you like oh, the big eyes. What's like, that about? Uh, let us take away that confusion. Yeah. Come and take the Weight and Wellness series of six classes starting Tuesday, June 21st in Woodbury, Thursday, June 23rd in St. Paul and Eden Prairie. Yeah. Uh, sign up today and receive the early bird discount of $50. It does end today. So call 651-699-3438. 
Knowledge is power. Really? And this is the class, <laughs> when I talk about, you know, my kind of my beginning of my story, the class what really kind of, again, solidified for me the connections between food and inflammation and food and anti-inflammation. It was the weight and wellness. Yeah, it's a very juicy series it full is. of such yes. good, inf- deep information. <clears throat> very much so. Yeah, very I love much it. So. so our goal today on Dishing Up Nutrition is to help help teach all of you to find the reason to make that commitment to eating real food and stop eating junk food, fast food and processed food. Right. You know, and let's talk about another research study published in JAMA Oncology. Uh, Researchers from Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard School of Public Health. They do a lot of great studies, the Harvard School of Public Health, followed tens of thousands of female nurses and males health professionals for uh, around 41%. Oh, and they found 41% of women's cancer cases are preventable and 63% of men's cancer cases are preventable. That's incredible statistics. Right. Right. Just think of what that research said. Over 50% of cancer cases are preventable. How is this possible? Yeah, right. Right. Well, I think that this may rock your world. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think we're going to (laughs) say? Right, right. Especially on the show, right? And it was not a new drug or an old drug. And it's not a new treatment. But it was your lifestyle, your nutrition, and your exercise habits. Yeah. It's amazing how much power that has. Yeah, it does have a lot of power. So we hear it all the time about cancer prevention. Don't smoke. Or if you do, stop. Drink in moderation and eat your vegetables. But how many people actually follow this advice? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the the can- the American Cancer Institute in 2007 found if women drank two alcoholic drinks daily, that includes wine, uh, it increases a risk of breast cancer in women by 50%. And that's really a powerful stat because alcohol like wine is often touted as a good daily consumption yeah right yeah and people are drinking a lot of wine yes, <laughs> yes, they are. yes they are. i don't drink wine anymore <laughs> so ask yourself is the wine after work really worth the risk mm-hmm. i think not for me the research tells me that if i drink two glasses of wine a night i will gain 26 pounds in yeah. one year i would say that i would probably be back up to my 90 pounds in in probably very, less time than a year <laughs> very easily very easily because what happens when I drink the wine, oh, those little yes. noshy things, yeah. you know, wings and different things start to look you bread. You start to much. Right. Yeah, Lowers start your to inhibition. Much. It exactly. Does. It's yeah. pretty risky behavior for me. That's what I realized. I was out last night and um, I, I generally don't drink because when when I know that I'm going to drink, then I will order different things. Right. I, it's, it's a pattern with me. Yeah. So, that's, so it is risky behavior for me. And so you make a conscious effort when you go out to like Yeah, not going to indulge. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get um, a. We have these. I have this way you can make a little, you know, spritzer with a little bit, like just a hair, like a little bit of lime juice, maybe a little lemonade. um, Not more than a quarter cup and some sparkling. Yeah. Um, water so that I know that I feel like I'm participating yep. a little bit. Um, but I, I have noticed the pattern that when I do have an alcoholic beverage, right when I get to the restaurant, I'm more likely to have 
French fries, but sweet potato. I'll say sweet potato fries, yeah. but let's face it, those are the same thing. Yes, <laughs> or, or pulling them from other people's plates. Egg, oh, exactly, here. exactly. Yeah. That's that's another thing that yeah. I do. Were you eavesdropping on my dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so I made I a commitment to now. my health. Yeah, <laughs> I made a commitment to my health and eating. So wine is not something I drink. Um, Wine is not my thing, so I don't drink it ever. Beer is more my thing. When I notice I'm starting to drink a lot of beer, it's like a red signal that right. it you, could impact my weight maintenance. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I see it time and time again with, with clients, yeah. too. There's a lot of negotiation around not only the food, but then also alcohol consumption or if, if need be, you know, talking about other sweet beverages they may be drinking. Yeah. Because it doesn't, you know, and time and time again, we, we reduce that and... You know, their health improves in many ways. Yeah. One of the end benefits is weight loss. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And commitment to your health. So how do you make the commitment and focus on achieving better health? That is a great question. You know, I know many clients believe that making a commitment is just around losing weight, right? You know, that's what kind of mm-hmm. what we talked about. We all started there as yeah. a big goal was the weight loss, you know, and just a, a few weeks uh, excuse me. And just for a few weeks, they will, you know, want to lose that weight, right? They want some instant payoff. But making a commitment to your health is much, much more than just a temporary change for weight loss. Right? Yeah. Uh, another example of a true commitment is Tina. So she's she's been on Dishing Up yes. Nutrition Tina several Beeler. times. Yeah. And she shared how her MS has been in remission now for 14 years. Wow. That's in remission. Yes. So we're not talking like she's just Managed. managing. It's remission. Yep. So she credits her remission to her personal commitment to her nutrition and lifestyle habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tina has made a commitment to stop eating inflammatory foods. So she's stopped sugar, gluten grains, Pasta, pizza, crackers, cereal, cookies, and cakes. Um, to really, that really is what helped put her remission or MS into remission. And of course, she ate fantastic fats like olive oil, mm-hmm. nuts, coconut oil, butter, and avocados, right, which are great for your brain. Right, great right. for your brain. She also ate lots of vegetables and a serving of meat or fish at every meal. And really, she doesn't eat in restaurants very often either because she is so committed to her remission that she's not willing to risk getting gluten, MSG, or artificial sweeteners in her foods that could come, you know, at a restaurant unknowingly. Right. Um, And those things could sabotage her health. Right. And I think when you have a serious condition like that, you have to make those commitments. I think so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, eating in restaurants is quite tricky. It is, um, yes. Because the food, the source of the food, you're not so sure about, and they're generally opt for for using those bad oils that we're all trying to avoid. Yep. Um, So, I, I mean, her her commitment to not eat in restaurants very often is is a well-placed one, I think. I agree. So I know a lot about making a commitment. It took me a long time, and yes. it's taking me a long time it's <laughs> currently. A, you know, it's a journey. Yeah. You know, it's not something that ends, as we talked oh, about. Yeah. And there's you know peaks and valleys. And, you know, I tell clients this almost every day in my office that, you know, if this is something that we just want to continue on in the right direction. Yeah. Right? And you just keep moving. Yeah. You know? And so often our di- the diet culture has taught us there's an end to this. There's right. the bikini body. There's, and then you're good. Six and then weeks you're good. to your... I am living proof that it is not ever good. (laughs) Yeah, The maintenance part, I think, I tell my students, maintenance is probably the toughest part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Because 
when you're losing weight, there's always some kind of goal or when your health is improving. But right. when things are good and you're there, your your reason for doing it is just to maintain. Yeah, that can be very challenging to get your head around. So right. the fact that um, I continually rely on my nutritionist. Right. Um, I go, I go see my nutritionist and I email how, my so, nutritionist. Yeah, right. so how, now as a maintenance, like how often are you checking in? So your own? I, I check in probably once every couple of months, yep. but keep in mind, I also have the radio show. Yeah. I have, um, classes that I teach yep. and that is part of my maintenance plan because I have to live it in order to, to teach it. Right. Yep. And to talk about it on the radio show. Um, so, but I think, I think for people who are trying to maintain, let's face it, they're trying to maintain good health and they're trying to possibly maintain a weight loss in a very hostile environment. Yes. And, right. and that's yes. very common, yep. right? There's a lot of different, you know, scenarios with that. Yep. You need that ongoing support. You do. And, you know, the other thing is, is I use my nutritionist as I'll see a new study that comes out yeah. and it'll freak me out. Like, what, right. wait, what's this? This is something that goes again, you know, yeah. and, and the way that studies are run is, right. you know, not as a trained nutritionist, mm-hmm. you know how to look at a study and mm-hmm. say, this is, this is a problem. This is a right. problem. And, or yeah, they make some good points. Let's right. dive in a little further right. because there's a lot of information coming at people at all times. And I think we just need to, um, I, I use my nutritionist as a North star. And, yeah. Right. And I get a lot of those email questions too. And, and we are more than happy to dive into that yep. and, um, debunk or validate yep. certain, you know, certain information. Cause there's a lot of nu- nutrition information out there. Yep. Isn't there? Yep. Yeah. And we can take care of yeah. some of it in the classes and this and that, but it's, it, I always believe the one-on-one of a nutritionist is ha- what's kept me, for kept you, the weight off for me, yep. kept the weight off and kept me on the straight and narrow because let's face it, it has been a crooked path. I've been on and off. I've gained 15, 20 pounds here and there and, and been able to come back. Yes. And I think yeah. that's very helpful for people to hear yep. um, because that's very common um, story, especially when we're looking at this as a lifestyle. So it's break time. Ah, so fast. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've missed part of this show, uh, know that you can always catch the rerun on Saturday night at 6 p.m. Or you can go to weightandwellness.com and listen to our podcast. You you can also share the podcast with a friend or family member who has concerns or questions about their health conditions and how nutrition may help. Uh, if you have any questions for us today, please give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Because of people's work and life schedules, they aren't necessarily able to take the weight and wellness class series, but they want the information. So let me suggest taking all six classes in one weekend. Our next weekend weight and wellness series starts on Friday evening, July 15th for class one. And then classes two, three, and four are taught on Saturday, July 16th. Classes five and six are on Sunday, July 17th. I will be teaching class two. Oh, and that's it, great. Yeah, it's all about blood sugar. I love that class. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's good. Uh, often we have out-of-town listeners that will come in for the weekend and join us for the series. It's a fun weekend is. to be yeah. a part of. Yeah, and it's a great time to come visit Minneapolis-St. Paul area. This time of year. Beautiful. If you're going to come here, th- this is the time of the year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, If you are a nurse and you attend, you can receive 14.4 continuing education credits. We also get great reviews, and it's a great way to get nutrition information that will help you feel better. Call 651-699-3000. 
3438 to sign up. Great. So before we were talking about brain, wrapping my brain around the process of, you know, maintaining weight loss, maintaining right. good nutrition for your More health. More things can get hard at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So listen up, because if you follow my steps, you can avoid a lot of struggles I have experienced. First, you have to follow the weight and wellness plan for a period of time to heal your intestinal tract. Right. Right. Um, you said Dar recommended six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, y- y- it's not just sufficient to go two weeks and say, yep, it didn't work. Right. Um, so you need to heal your intestinal tract, your blood sugar and your brain. That's right. That's right. And really, you know, how did you do that? I met with my nutritionist, Cara, weekly for a period of time. I also took, as we were saying, the very first Nutrition for Weight Loss series way back in the day. So when I started with Cara, there was no such thing as the Nutrition for Weight Loss series. So when she said... (laughs) When she said, eat fat and eat all this food, it was, I mean, I think my chin hit the floor because no one had told me to eat food to lose weight. Um, And it was a complete leap of faith. You know, now we have nutrition for weight loss and that series I took it several times. I started reading about nutrition. Like I said, I self-educated with the podcast Mm -hmm. and I really um, immersed myself in in the education I needed to make this big change. And so now people have the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes where you get support from other people. I teach that class and I convey my all of the things that I've learned in eight plus years now of living and, and being on this journey. So I needed that accountability. I know how I work. I need... Like I need structure, to you need structure reminders. I need skin in the game. Yeah. I need to pay for a class. I need to pay <laughs> yeah. for an appointment. I and need that accountability. Yeah. yeah. And I think take, like you said, you took it multiple times yep. and I, and some people are like, Oh, but I already took it. No, take it again. Take it again. Use it for that accountability. Each teacher brings a fresh perspective yeah. and new ideas about how to um, support your decision to right. make this journey. Right. So I needed my brain needed help. I yep. mean, it was probably, you know, starved of fat at that point, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't make great decisions. So as we often repeat, one that Dr. Um, Daniel Amen, yeah. who's wrote many great books, says low blood flow to the brain equals support decision making. So how are you even going to make good decisions around food when you have low blood flow to the exactly. brain? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So at first I needed someone to direct me and that's okay. Yep. I needed to give nutrition a chance to calm my anxiety around dieting and the fear of being hungry. That's yeah. a biggie. Right. Um, letting go of pizza and Coke night on Fridays <laughs> yeah. needed some support. Yep. So the frustrating of failing yet again again mm-hmm. is terrifying so this took time but i knew that i could call on carper cara to be there i called her by her last carper. name uh, carper <laughs> um, to be there for me when i need it and so right away so we were just talking about this so people come in clients come in you guys see them one-on-one yep. i see them in classes and they say well i haven't lost weight yet what's going on I think it's such a mind shift to think that you're not, it's our our dieting culture has trained us to expect a quick hit of weight loss right away. Um, Lots of plans are set up for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, the food plan is actually set up for you to get that quick hit. Mm-hmm. So you stay, you know, despite their Mm -hmm. supremely high failure result, failure data. Right. Um, 
it's addictive. Right. I would say it's very addictive to get 12 pounds off in two weeks, right? right? So I wasn't 100% successful. I ate perfectly for two weeks and uh, no weight loss. Right. You know, because my focus was weight loss, not health. Yeah. Which was a wrong focus. So, oh no, I didn't, I, I didn't lose weight almost a year, right? Yeah. So I need Which is important again. One, one year. whole year. And not mm-hmm. everyone is going to experience that. Right. I'm particularly challenged because I <laughs> yeah. really abused my body right. with a lot of dieting. Right. 25 years right. of it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, including starvation diets right. and all kinds of crazy, you know, mostly right. low fat, horrible. Right. And yours is an extreme case. Oh, but yeah. it's, again, important to know that sometimes it takes some time of healing first. Exactly. So it took me a year to heal. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the weight loss started pr- on a pretty regular basis. One to one and a half pounds a week. Yeah. Yep. That's so about what the we brain want. healed. Slowly, my decision making around food got better. And like I said, slowly. So about 60% of the time I was hitting my goal um, of eating the good food that first year. Good. Uh, So I slowly stopped buying chips. Didn't need to stress myself out that a bag of chips in the house. It would give me, it would have eyes and it would start looking at me and calling my name. <laughs> right. That's what ice cream does to me. I, oh, I, I, for I sure. Swear it calls to me from the fridge. <laughs> right? Teresa. Yeah. No. Oh, we all have those, right? Yeah. We all have those. So I stopped looking at all the pastries behind the, I, that, that is something I avoid, like the plague now. Right. Because Just that I smell. Oh, the smell. The smell. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah baked goods. Right. Um, I realized that the more I looked, the more I wanted. My brain started to become more logical around food. It became more about, you know, feeding my body good stuff. And now I can make that commitment to healthy decision making. Right. That's fabulous. You know, and actually I find I need to make a commitment to eating healthy almost every day. Don't we all? You know, know, I continually replace to this day. So I'm on this journey now for 14, 15 years. And I still make changes with my habits. You know, I change bad habits for good habits. You know, there are so many food distractions and reasons to eat junk food and processed foods and foods full of sugar, you know, foods I grew up on. You know, there's a lot of preference for foods that you enjoyed as a child. And I need to replace those old food thoughts with good food thoughts. And when I'm making the healthy commitment or the commitment to healthy eating for my children, Daily, I need to be aware of what they will face at school or now that we're in summer during the summer activities or sporting events and family gatherings. Yeah. Often I can't be perfect. Certainly not perfect, but I'm getting pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. My desire is to have my kids feel good both physically and mentally. Yeah, for most people, there are so many emotions connected to their food. For me, it was very much fear and anxiety. I needed to heal my body and my brain so I could be in charge. Right. And feeling confident that I could go to a party and avoid the pie, right? Mm -hmm. So I healed with good nutrition from eating great food. It does take commitment and support. I mean, that's my big message here today. And I found it it is the the only long-term solution. Really, it is. I mean, we really teach you how to eat right. Yeah. You know, for not only like the weight loss as we've talked about, but as for me, you know, it, it keeps my asthma in remission. Absolutely. And for, you know, for you, you're sleeping well mm-hmm. and the anxiety is under control. Mm-hmm. But if we went back and ate the bad foods, those things would come back. And it 
kind of becomes a big snowball effect. It does. It does. So definitely. I, I want to thank you for listening to Dishing yeah, Out Nutrition. It too. was very, yes. very fun. Be sure to tune in next week because Dar and Marcy have a very special guest, an yeah. author joining the show. I'm excited about this one. Yes. It is I think it's going to be a yes. fun one. Yes. Especially if you have little kids. Yes. Um, Dr. Christian Strobel. Am I saying that right? Yep. I think so. Yep. A practicing pediatrician will share her fun and educational book, How to Be a Poop Detective. Uh, if you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or family member. Our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. It is a simple, powerful, life-changing message. Yes. And I want to thank everyone for listening today. Thank you both. It was yes, really fun. Great. Have a good, great weekend. Great morning. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.